Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. dark travels hostess tonight we're actually gonna do what i am calling a swiss mixture tonight instead of bringing you a cold case or a mass murder or mass murderer we're gonna share stories of alleged cannibalism and witchcraft and you know what that means when i say we Road trip with the panda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Still there. It's almost been a year. Oh, we're still going. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost been a year? Yes. Has it? Oh, September. It's June. Do we start in September? I don't remember when we started. Well, you started. Correct. And Correct. Then, and I was invited. Right. So, um, Yes. Yes. We're in Switzerland. You're in Switzerland. I I just showed up. Okay. <laughs> he swam over. So pandas don't swim. Oh, that's right. They roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I mean, I'm surprised. I basically had a list of places to choose from for the paranormal travel itinerary. Uh-huh. So it's been very surprising. So... About what, Switzerland? The things that you can see in Switzerland. In fact, in the previous episode, I had mentioned this museum, this bar designed by H.G. Geiger. And he was the man who created the alien species in the movie Alien and Alien. He made the xenomorph? Correct. Okay. And I know that's your favorite movie. That's your jam. One of my favorite movies. I don't know if I have a favorite movie. Either, either way, right, 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 right. And I posted it on our website, uh-huh. the bar, and it is amazing. Yeah? This bar. Okay. Like, you literally feel like you stepped into a alien bar. I mean, really, honestly, take a moment. I An thought alien? I paid you in it, but I don't think maybe I did. You paged me? You know. What year paged? were you? No. <laughs> you no one's pegging. No one's paging. <laughs> You tagged me. Tag. Oh, my gosh. You tagged me in a post. Maybe. I All don't right. know if I was there. <laughs> well, I know you would really appreciate it. All right. So, whatever. So, I just let's go to Switzerland. I mean, isn't that where the Von Trapps are from, too? No. Where they the were from Austria. They the went to Austria? A, they went to, and I'm using air quotes when I say neutral, Switzerland. Right. So, they escaped to Switzerland. Correct. So, I mean, it wasn't wrong. Well, okay. You're half right. We just make chocolate. Leave us alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so speaking of neutral zone. So, she does the air quotes for neutral zone because during World War II, Switzerland declared itself a neutral country. But, and it, it, 
it never was invaded by Germany. At this There's time. a reason why. It's because it, it basically seemed like the Swedes were pretty pro-Germany. The Swiss. The Swiss, the Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sweden would appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is <laughs> the Swiss, the Swiss, but they, they still stated that they were neutral, but. 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 We know. <laughs> we know. Okay, so like I said, we're sharing stories of alleged cannibalism and witchcraft. We'll start with cannibalism. Cannibalism. Never heard of her. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Yes. So in 1943, the Allies, or I would say at least the, the British, actually, you know, they're, they, they're still kind of on our page. They're wary about Switzerland. They understand it's a neutral country, but they know it's very German-influenced. So what they actually do is they actually station British troops in Switzerland, which leads us to a village in the Alps that you the Von Trapps climbed over. Okay. So this group of soldiers, they take refuge. The, British, the soldiers. British soldiers take refuge in this small village in the Alps. Okay. And this is 1943, so when you say small and probably really isolated. It's about 500 people, and I, I don't know the tactical advantage. I'm not a military strategist or nothing. Right. But. They, it was important. It was the important British. to them for some reason. The so, yeah, okay. so they stuck some, they stuck troops in there. And, you know, they're now they're forced to live with these villagers who don't speak English. So, that, you know, the whole conversation is translators. Right. They they get there right before the winter hits. And they, they kind of, they, they see what it's like to live up in the Alps with the winter. So, the, you know, the town gets snowed in. There's hardly any communication going out of the town. You know, it's kind of shitty. Kind of rough. Right. So, after a while, things start getting weird. Wood is being stolen. What's the wood for? Like building, like oh, because they build okay. houses and stuff with wood. <laughs> it's not just for fire these days anymore. <laughs> they used to build houses, but okay, so things are you know disappearing. Tarps, wood, you know things that you know you would use to build your own little like shelter. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's that would be my assumption. Okay. So at first the village was like, "Why are you guys taking our stuff?" They're like the troops were like, "We're not taking your stuff. We have our own supply line. We don't need your stuff. Your stuff." You know, we're taking care of ourselves. Now the villagers are okay, whatever. So, that, I mean, even after that, then a child goes missing one night. And that's not the norm, I'm assuming. Well, no. So, okay. at first the villagers, uh, they go searching for it, and then they kind of chalk it up to uh, a, he's lost because he wandered off. Like that. Right. So, they, I mean, they understand their harsh conditions where they live. So, they understand that. We just lose rando children randomly on winter well, nights? If, if if it's a bad enough storm and you're caught out there, I'm assuming... Who leaves <laughs> her kid out of the storm? Well, it happens, I guess. I, I don't know. Okay. This is 1943. Right. Fucking, okay. I don't know what they do in Switzerland. Right. If you're not making your clogs or whatever, you, you're out there in the storm. Fuck. I don't think that's a Swiss thing either. I that don't know what they do. Okay. <laughs> if you're in the Alps, Chocolate. if you're in the mountains, yeah, if you're not making your... You're not, Messing with your Swiss Army knife indoors, then whatever. Okay. Someone's going to be very upset with this podcast. <laughs> so, either, right, so, anyway, so first child goes missing. They chalk it up to bad weather. Something happened to him. Shit happens. They have a search party. They can't find him. God. So, and then another child goes missing. 
And now they now you know they're like, okay, what the fuck? So then they start questioning the troops, like, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you keep taking our kids? Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not taking your kids. We don't want your kids. Com- you know, so com- things are starting to turn. Right, conflict's still arising, but now now they're full winter, so now it's harder to not see them. Right. So then it's just getting weirder, and then another child goes missing. So are they like outside <laughs> and missing, or were in beds and missing? It's I think it's a mixture of both. Okay. So kids are starting to go missing. Kids are missing regardless. And the only change in their little isolated place are the British. Right. The British show up and things go wrong. Okay. Like why? And but no adults have been gone missing yet until one night Private Reginald is his name. British. British Private Reginald. He goes missing from his barracks. Just the, straight missing. Straight missing. No one knows where he's at. He's the first adult to go missing. And he's just gone. So now the villagers are getting kind of weary. Now they're starting to chalk it up to maybe there's a creature out there that's, you know, stalking them in the creek. The Do they have a mythical creature that has a history of doing like this? I mean, Krampus? No? I don't think Krampus is out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always talks of, like, yetis and everything else. You know, you know yetis? Huh? Yetis? I said yeti. Oh, I thought you said getty. I said yeti. <laughs> well, I want to say getty. <laughs> What is a Getty? I don't know. You know, Yetis. So, you know, like, you know, like the Matterhorn, you know, Disneyland, maybe they're not too off. Right, right, right. Well, so, yeah, maybe okay. there's a creature out there taking, just taking people. So now everyone, so now the, you know, the troops are a little, a little worried. So now they start doing night patrols throughout the village, and the village feels a little more secure. You know, they feel better, but, you know, they're still like, okay, now there's something Missing out there. Missing three kids. three kids. An adult. And a, 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 troop, a soldier's gone. And now, you know, now it's just weird. So now there's curfews, everything else. But even with all that, another child goes missing. D- are they collecting evidence? Are they seeing something that's, that points in someone's direction or, or a Yeti direction? Well, you have to remember, is it's it's a harsh winter in these mountains, and there's not much they can do. Okay. So once you get lost in the storm, you're gone. Uh, but I mean, whatever creature, whatever's taking them, knows where they're going. Right. So they know where to go and do what they got to do. So that's now it's up to four children. Okay. Long story short, three more children go missing. So seven total. Seven total. Okay. Seven total, and this happens over the course of one winter. Okay. So now finally spring is coming around, but you know, now the village is you know waiting for it to hurry up and melt so they can go do some more searching searching and investigating everything else. But one night, a patrol actually spots somebody or something. A figure. A figure. A dark shadow figure. Looking through a house, a window of a house. Okay. It's a night. It's almost like midnight. Okay. And, you know, the figure doesn't see the patrol, so the patrol moves up, and they try to get him, but he gets spooked, and then it takes off. Okay. And, but the patrol chases them. It chases them. So, I mean, like I said, it's, it's becoming spring, so now all the snow is u- not melting. Not as high. It's not as high. Leaving better tracks in the snow. Right. So they give pursuit of the the figure into a deeper part of the snow. So there's still snow, like I said. And it actually basically leaps off into a, a cave. So there's a cave there, and then whoever's in the cave starts shooting. And so they fire back. and But they, don't, they can't see nothing. Start shooting. Shooting, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's this is a red flag right that's there. Their, I mean, that's their reports. I mean, this could be some cover up bullshit. It could be some alien out there or, you know, creature. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So the fires Gunfires exchange. Gunfires exchange. And they're, and they're, so, but the you know the troops outside of the cave are shooting you know blindly into a dark cave while the person inside can I guess see them, and then then it just stops. Someone got shot. So the British troops they move in and they go in and they find that it's Private Reginald, the guy that disappeared. Right. So he's got a gunshot wound in him and he's dead. But the problem is is that he's not the only body they find. Oh. They see. The seven bodies, all mutilated. The children. They're ha- like half eaten. He ate them. <sighs> Looks that way. He ate them. He, right, and so then that's the big that's the big mystery. There's like, what drove him to do this? Do that? Like maybe he didn't want to be there in the first place, and then he just snapped while being out there. He wasn't out there very long, but. Something snapped at him to to do that. I mean, it it could also be you know, this could be a conspiracy hashtag conspiracies to cover up some something else that was going on. You know, dial it off fast, but we'll get into that. The victor gets to tell the tale. Correct. So, but I mean, the victors the British. So I mean, what are they covering up? Because they don't do anything shady. Yeah. So, regardless, right, and so then all the soldiers are like, you know, how could it be him? Why would it be him? You know, they didn't really think anything about it. And, yeah, so now the village is... The mystery's been solved. mystery's been solved. It's this fucking weirdo but, who's been eating children. Instead of... Allegedly, sorry. Right, allegedly. There's right. no court case for this, so... Right, well, he died. Right. Was he, Where was he shot? Uh, or multiple ch- times? It's just the chest. Okay. Chest wound. Like I said, you're, they're shooting aimlessly into a, a cave. Right. So you don't know where you're... Maybe they can see the muzzle flash, but... Right. All right. So not really a Swiss cannibalism case, but it happened in Switzerland. Well, allegedly, it still could be a Swiss. Yeah. Right. The Swiss could be blaming the British officer for one of their own. Right. We don't know. Right. But okay. that's the story. And you're sticking to it. I'm. Oh, I mean, I'm sticking to what I read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> OJ didn't do it. <laughs> oh, whoa! Too far. Well, he did. He wasn't acquitted, <laughs> or uh, he wasn't. Uh, he was uh, acquitted, but he did uh, it. Right. Just like the brother did it. Who? Oh dear, I have failed you. The o- there's a brother Every- of OJ. No, no. Everybody knows that poor John Lene Ramsey. Who? Okay. Apparently, I've not raised him well. He's been. I wasn't alive for your Bronco <laughs> truck expedites. He's old. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think he's actually. Is he out of jail now? Yeah, he's out. He's doing. He's doing like fantasy podcasts and football. You know, <laughs> anchor jobs. Yeah, dude, murdered somebody. He wrote. Didn't he? He wrote a book too. If I had, if I did it, yeah, if this I did is it, how I would have done, done it. it. Yeah, 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 you did it. All right. Well, you know, it's interesting that this this story is, you know, in Switzerland because Bern, which is the capital of Switzerland, actually has a statue. And it's a statue of this nasty, vulgar man, and he's actually eating children. And supposedly, there isn't any documentation as to who built it, why it's there, and it's like, it's still there. And, you know... It's kind of just disgusting. And the real question is, is if nobody likes it, 
and it's, you know, disgusting. Why is it still there? But it is. And, of course, this gives us, you know, our segue into witchcraft and sacrificing and eating children, you know, on the devil's behalf. Now, like I said last week, I provided a, a really good, real rounded, a paranormal travel itinerary for actually all of Switzerland, not necessarily one village or town. Because, like I said, Switzerland does actually offer a lot of wonderful and interesting places. But one of the places I did not mention is the Anna Guldi Museum. And this museum is actually located in Emida. That, that's my best guess. Mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, sure. My, yeah, for, my Swiss German is not the best. Go for it. Now, like... You and eh, a lot of people, I'm certain, before I did my research, I had never heard of Anna. And I really hope that my listeners know that I truly believe that there's a special place in hell for people who kill innocent women and children and men all in the name of witchcraft. You know, they burn these people or duck duck them or torture them. They what them? They duck them? Yeah, that was a... They would put them in, like, on this machine and duck them into the water oh uh, like dunk dunking yeah dunk them but they called it ducking Mm. you know it was kind of like it's like it truly is a catch-22 they you know would throw women in the water and they floated they were a witch if they drowned they were innocent but you're dead now so you know a lot of bullshit yeah basically okay so tonight in honor of anna i thought i would actually share her story because Anna, Anna Guldi, was the last woman to be executed as a witch in Europe. Anna was born in Sedwald on October 24th, 1734, which is located in the canton of St. Gallen. Now, she moves to Glarus in 1765 when she's 31 years old. She gets involved with a mercenary soldier. And she gets pregnant by him. And sadly, the night the baby's born, the baby dies. And she basically gets arrested. They're like, why is your baby dead? And she gets dragged to the town square. And she gets placed in the town's stockage to basically be publicly shamed, to be publicly humiliated, to be punished. For losing her baby. For losing her baby. Wow. And... After her stint in the blockade, in the in the stockage, she gets sentenced to house arrest for six years. So, I mean, who knows why the baby didn't make it? Right, there's a million reasons why. I mean, she was 31 years so old at that time, and that's actually considered old, you know, by Mother Nature standards, even today. Or in 1776, the woman's basically an old woman. At 31 years old in 1776. So she runs away and she escapes from the house arrest and she finds employment with a family called the Zwickis. She ends up having an affair with Makair Zwicky and she ends up having another child. After this, she leaves the Zwicky family and she goes to work for the Shadudi family. In 1780. Now, the man of the house, the head of the family, is a Johann Jacob Shadudi, 
there's a T in front of their name, but uh-huh. if it's like the Japanese, you don't. I know the the first letter. The T. Now Jacob, as he is more known as, not Johan. He is a well-respected physician. He's a doctor. He's a judge, and he's a naturalist. And this is still in Galaris. Okay. The man is highly revered. He is highly influential. He basically has power. He has money. He's rich. His family is wealthy. And he has a good reputation in Galaris. He is also married and has five children. Now, over time, two of the children, Anna Maria and Susanna, begin to find pins in their milk and bread. And since it was Anna's job to prepare the meals, she becomes immediately suspected of doing this. And then they talk to her about it. You know, hey. Why are you putting shit in my food? Right. After this, they still find more pins in the meals. So they fire her and they basically, you know. Kick her out. Correct. However, after she leaves, so she's not even in the home anymore. Anna Maria becomes violently ill. And again, immediate suspicion falls upon Anna. And the town people begin to suspect that she uses supernatural means to poison the child. Basically, witchcraft. So Jacob can't, you know, let this get up. I mean, he's a judge. He's got authority. He's got power. He can't let this go. Right. So he charges her. And as part of his complaint in addition to supernaturally poisoning the child, Jacob also reports the issue with the needles and the bread and the milk, and he says that he knows that she placed these needles in the bread and the milk via supernatural means, so by by witchcraft, basically. Okay. So Anna lets out. She's like, I'm fucking out. I don't need this. I don't need this drama. And initially, she escapes arrest, but the authorities of the Canton of Galaris, I think, and I said this earlier, I think Canton means, like, state or area. Okay. The authorities actually placed an advertisement for her capture with a reward in the Zürcher Dittung on February 9th, 1782. And... The authorities, and probably because Jacob being a judge, they literally go all out. They even conduct a lengthy search of a small town called Jerushim to find her. They don't find her there. But eventually, though, she gets caught, and she gets brought back to Galaris on February 21st, 1782. Now, here's where things get really motherfucking McShady for Anna. And here's where things kind of get really bad for her. So, in reality, this this is how barbaric and uncouth this town, this, this society, this culture's thinking is and what's being, you know, fed into. They actually believe, this, you know, the Swiss, actually believe that the only person who had poisoned Anna Maria could cure her. So, basically, if I put my witchcraft juju on you... I have to face you to release the curse, to release the witchcraft bad juju. Okay. Once they have her in their custody again, they literally drag Anna to stand before Anna Maria 
and order her to cure her under the threats of torture. Now, as it is, miraculously, Anna Maria's health actually begins to improve. But, like, it's too late to save Anna because basically, like I said before, it's a catch-22. Because the child got better, to them, this solidifies their ridiculous theory of placing the witch before the witch's victim to heal them. And so when Anna Maria gets better, it basically confirms their suspicion or their accusations of her being a witch all along. So now that they feel that they have valid confirmation on her being a witch, while under arrest, she gets tortured, you know, maybe in the the name of God, but most definitely they do this to ascertain further information. And of course, we're talking about all kinds of torture, including being hung by her thumbs with stones being tied to her feet. So they're basically like stretching her. So it's while being tortured that she admits to entering a pact with the devil. She acknowledges that the devil came to her as a black dog. She admits that when the devil came to her, that she made a pact with him to get revenge on Anna Maria for Anna Maria's past mistreatment of Anna. Now, once the torturing is over, she withdraws her confession, but it's too late again. The second the child got better, this is our superstition and it's you know real, and they have her confession now. It's basically like if they've greenlit you to be someone's witch, you're done. Right, you're it not going to make it. You're not seeing the next century. You're done. Correct. They even do a quote-unquote trial, all right? She gets her quick and speedy trial. And so word of this trial spreads throughout Europe, and this trial not only evolves into a huge scandal for Switzerland, Switzerland basically gets mocked by everybody for their basic medieval stupid superstitions and mentality. Like, I can't fucking believe you still think that. Right. So um, and this is so absurd, and they know, the people who are in charge actually know that this is absurd. Those who are party to this unjust trial know that they knew that this wasn't really going to hold a whole lot of water and knew that they were this wasn't looking real good for them. They do actually avoid leveling official allegations of witchcraft against her. Instead, what they do is they basically say, well, we're, uh, we're charging you with poisoning of a child, you know, instead of utilizing witchcraft, dancing with the devil, associating with the devil. So they don't even mention the word witchcraft or sorcery in their documentations in their reports, and after everything is over and done, after her trial comes to an end, they even destroy the court protocols after the trial is over. Wow. Because this is how much they know this is bullshit, but they still do this. Well, they don't think it's bullshit. Whoever's running the thing... There's something not right here. Well, they still believe that there's a witch. If that's true, then why do you burn your documentation? Well, they believe it, but to save face, they have to do that. If you believe it, you don't have to worry about saving face. If you believe it, but the world's telling you no, no, they they're know. too cowardly to stand up for what they think is uh, what they think is happening. No, 
It's, well, it's yeah, they I'll they believe it. it. They believe that no, this guy. Under this, no circumstances do I believe that. I'm not saying and you I, believe that. I'm saying they believe that. Uh, they I'm believe there was a witch I, in their midst. I am having no. I have no doubt. Oh, oh, we're not done. Okay. We're not done. Okay. Put a little pin. I'm gonna peg you. I, no, gosh, <laughs> I'm saying that. It's so weird. Okay. Like I said, they know that this is bullshit, but again, they're doing it anyways. And in all honesty, everybody who knows the bullshit behind the Salem witch trials, the uh, you know the Scottish witch trials, is bullshit. Okay, so you have to be asking why, why, and who would be the driving force behind this. Okay, so getting back to the to the trial, but not the actual witch trial. Despite the fact that, the tr- again, the charges are officially only poisoning and, again, not witchcraft, even though the law at the time did not impose the death penalty for non-lethal poisoning, remember Anna Maria got better, Anna gets sentenced to death by decapitation. For poisoning. Yes. And that's not even a lethal offense, you understand. So, sadly, she gets decapitated on June 13th, 1782. Ah. Now, obviously... There's this debate even between us, and this tragic moment in time has not sat well with the Swiss archives of history. People have reviewed, questioned, prodded this tragedy for centuries, and one of the prevailing theories is that the precious, illustrious, oh-so-influential Jacob was having an affair with Anna, and they either had some sort of falling out, and or she basically threatened to share the truth regarding their sexual affair. Now, believe it or not, adultery was a crime back then. So Jacob has to do something. And he has to figure out, you know, I got to get rid of this bitch. I got to discredit her. I got to make her look bad before she takes me down. So he basically levels false charges of witchcraft to protect and save his own ass to spare his family from quote unquote public shame. And he gets cooperation because, you know, Jacob has a lot of authority and influence around people. So people who are associated with Jacob, they don't want a scandal soiling their quote unquote good name. So that's how come there's so many people who are willing to go way over the top. Again, they just charged her with poisoning, and it's not worth being decapitated for. So st- what? You think he poisoned his own kid? Yes. He was a doctor. He was a naturalist, Walter White. You know, lilies of the valley. Kay. I think he pulled a Walter White and his own kid, knowing. She was going to get better. She was going to get better. He used this stupid old belief to his benefit, and the woman was murdered. Blood is on his hands. However, over time, people are like, no, 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 no. This is not okay. On September 20th in, in 2007, the Swiss Parliament actually decides to address Anna Gouldy's case of what is a miscarry of justice. Fritz Schweizer, who is a representative for Galaris in the Swiss Parliament, asks for Anna's exoneration and 11 months later, on August 27th in 2008, her exoneration is granted 220 years after her execution. 
And they do this. They kind of, they're like, yeah, yeah, it was an illegal trial. They shouldn't have done what they've done. I mean, they're not necessarily saying she got screwed over by Jacob, but they're saying her trial was unjust and it shouldn't have happened. In addition to that, in 2014, the town where all of this happened, in Glorious, they actually unveil a memorial for Anna. The memorial consists of two permanently lit lamps on the side of the the Canton's courthouse. And not only is this memorial for Anna, but it is also intended to draw attention to the violations of human rights that are still going on today. So she's kind of a representative of the violation of basic human rights, which is the right to truth and justice, in my opinion. So there's also a plaque on the building's facade explaining the lamp's significance, and it reads, The memorial is an expression of atonement for the injustice that took place here. It will be an internal light for Anna Gouldie. And in addition to all this, on August 20th, 2017, the museum in Anna's honor opened in the Hangagaturum building. It's a, it's a long word, two cheese in the middle. Hangagaturum building, which you can visit today and discover her story and view everything that, that has survived. And I mean, granted, they probably have some replicas too because, again, the court, they destroyed documentation. So definitely something else to check out. So that's it. That's our story. That's what we're sticking to tonight, our Swiss mixture, if you will. Didn't she have a kid? I know. I don't know what happened to the son. So I couldn't find that out. Because, uh. yeah, she had a kid with the guy. With the uh, switchy, switchy, yeah, guy. Maybe he just got adopted to a different family. That's entirely possible. All right, so cannibalism and witches, all in the land of Switzerland. Switzerland, (laughs) not the Swedes. (laughs) All right, on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. If you are interested, and, you know, like I said, information regarding the alien bar is, I mean, that's what we generally post on our Facebook page. Either something funny, paranormal, or something related to the podcast that we air directly is what usually gets posted on the website. So it's not a lot of junk, or my opinion anyways. But either way, (laughs) if you're interested, send me a request. You know, get on board. See what the alien nation's all about. The alien nation. <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> Otherwise, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a specific tourist attraction in mind, please send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts, Panda? Uh, Switzerland's doing its best, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. (laughs) 